Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 426. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And how is everybody doing tonight? Doing okay. Good. I think I'm kind of slightly overstuffed from dinner. Hmm. I haven't eaten dinner yet, so... <laughs> I, I think I might have eaten your dinner. In that case, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. So but it was so good! <laughs> That's alright. We have pizza, so I'm excited for when the pizza is finally warmed up, but... I am locked in my green screen dungeon until then. <laughs> Funny thing is, I almost ordered pizza last night, but I was mm. like, you know, I, I've been in the mood for Mexican. So I ordered Mexican. Did I get a message from um, whoever I got it through saying that the order was canceled? So I was like, fuck. So I ended up ordering sushi. I want sushi. This was some really good sushi, though. Sushi's never a bad choice. Mm-hmm. I've been spoiled now though because we had a bunch of sushi in Japan. So oh, fancy <laughs> you! We went to some Michelin star places, and we went to one place where the guy refused his Michelin star. So I have been to some bougie sushi places. Well, would you believe? Like about a month ago, a friend of mine was in town. We actually found a three Michelin star sushi restaurant in New York City. That's sick. That's really cool. You'll have to let me know which one that is. I will, but you know, honestly, it just tasted like regular sushi to me. But maybe because my palate isn't as refined as yours, Miss Ichigo. Yeah. Well, uh, Theo in the chat says, glory to the McRib. Um, oh, God, don't start I that shit. I don't eat anymore because it makes me sick. But uh, for those of you who enjoy the McRib, it is back, I think, for a limited time. So yes, enjoy it, that while it's it here. is. It is. Around this time every year, uh, Theo X75 sets up a, um, he brings back his shrine to the McRib, okay? Oh, we have a McRib otaku. I am, excuse me, I'm humbled, and, um, I, I do not know, so. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, alright, okay. Um, uh, we are live tonight, week of... October 8th, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find this directly through uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. We're also hosted by the amazing people over at Vlog Network, so that's Twitch TV slash Vlog Network, so definitely check out those shows, uh, Orange Judge Radio and the Bobby Blackwell Show. You can also find us at live.vlognetwork.com as well. And we also have a Discord chat. Find us at vognetwork.com slash Discord. All of the shows that are part of the Voice of Geeks Network have a little channel, so swing by, hang out with us. If you have any news, drop it in there. We probably will use it, and we'll credit you for it. So that's all the good stuff that we have here. And now we'll go around the room with uh, how was your week, how was your day? Let's kick things off with Ichigo, and Ari is off for a few weeks. Good stuff happening with him at his job, so Yay. he's got he's got to make that bread. Yeah, and keep up with your athleticism, Ari. We're all cheering you on here. Gumbate, gumbate. Um, but yeah. Uh, so my weekend day. Um, 
it's kind of exciting. I'm guesting at an upcoming convention. It's a one-day event, but I'm still excited about it because I am basically the head judge, I guess. Mm. And I'm getting paid in beer and a free table. So that's very exciting. So but, if you're going to be... Uh-huh. Do you know what kind of beer it is? It's going to be... It's, it's indie beer. So yeah. it's good beer. It's the good stuff. So, I, um, I'm picturing I'm, I'm picturing you at the judges' table with a big old stein full of the beer, just being all gendo and shit. You know, no, just like that, just the way you are. No, just like this, the and, the, and there's a beer stein right next to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited. I mean, I can't have too much of it again because food. Yay, I have probably food. Um, I Zen will definitely Pilsner. partake and enjoy. Um, if you're gonna be in the Sterling area of Virginia. On the 12th of October, definitely come see me. I have some prints for sale, and my friend Melpool will be there with me. But yeah, that's basically what I'm prepping for this week. I am working on a cosplay of uh, Raven from Teen Titans, but in a Justice League-style art, fan art piece. So I'm excited for a new Raven cosplay. Um, but yeah, so if you guys will be in that area, it's, I believe, a free event to attend. So definitely come check it out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my weekend day. I don't have too much else going on. Um, I'll be doing tea time this week. I'm excited for tomorrow. I finally get to have some spooky tea. So I'll be dressing up for that. But otherwise, it's going to be pretty chill. Okay, uh, Ichigo, two things. Number one, are you going to be extra gothy as Raven? Um, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know what you mean by extra, um... Hello, have you met me? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. To me, if that's extra, that's normal for as long as I've yeah, known you. It's normal for me. So, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I just, for Raven, I'm not going to, like, be gray. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for, um, you know, like, skin paint, like, transfer or anything. But I've seen enough artwork of her in a normal, like, super pale skin uh, situation. So I'm just going to go with my normal complexion okay. and uh, just have all my little bits and dabs and jemmies and stuff so it'll be fine and by the way your microphone is crackling when you're talking so oh no that's really sad i wonder why it's doing that because it's my blue yeti but maybe i'll switch over to my camera and maybe that'll yeah, it's, and you're also saying it seems you're echoing so you might want to turn your, your microphone down just to scooch okay i will make those changes awesome mako chan how was your week how was your day uh, good, not bad. Um, as you can see from my picture, I went to go see the Golden Girls puppet show. Mm. Yes. And it was amazing. Yes, yes it was. And uh, looks like you're, you're echoing too, so you might want to turn down your microphone just to scotch. Well, I turned it down last week. I'll turn it down again, but we just got to be careful that it's not you just having things too high. Yeah. Or you're not going to hear us. All right, hold. On. Well, let me see. Well, I have. Every... That's what the that's what the issue was last week. Is that you had us blasting too? Hmm. All right. So you know what? This is what I am going to do. I am going to go into settings, and I am going to turn down the output a little bit because I can always fix that in the out in the in the edits. So. Come on, legacy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, there you go. All right. All right. 
Let's see. Let's see what this thing is recording at. Okay. All right. Let's bring this down to sixty. That's fine. Playback. All right. Let's bring this down to sixty as well. I just keep it low on my end because it gets loud. So it should be good now because if anything, I can adjust the output to be a little bit louder and then I can adjust what I hear not to blow my ears out. So yeah, I, and it I was think good we're good. Skype had kicked my mic back to my internal laptop mic, which always echoes. But for some reason, even though I said it to my blue Yeti, now it's in my blue Yeti. So hopefully guys, it, Sounds better in chat. Let me yeah, see. that that sounds it sounds better on my end. Definitely so. my end too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's that internal. Yay! Internal laptop. Good job, Skype. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> lordy, 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 lordy. That oh. happens to me sometimes. It'll automatically be set to my headset when I uh. plug it in, but for some reason, sometimes it switches to the webcam, and I don't know why. Skype. Yeah, dumb. Yeah. We'll just go with that. That's the that's the default. Seriously, Skype. seriously, what Microsoft needs to do is just destroy Skype, rebuild it from the ground up as a more of a lightweight client. That's what they need to do. Just rebuild it with brand new code instead of keep pilot. J just rebuild it. You know, like a, just like a messenger app. I mean, because that's uh, anyway. That's but yeah. What, yeah. As long as we can still do this, I don't care. <laughs> you know, so. Alright, anywho, so, my weekend day has been pretty good. It's basically the same as Mako-chan's. Uh, we both went out to see that Golden Girl show, a puppet Yay. parody. And I kind of want to see it again. In a way, I kind of hope if I see it again, it's like a different story. But I know it's going to be the same one, but it was still just as awesome. So, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I guess depending on how long the license lasts, because... They could do multiple shows and just tour a few times. Well, they are touring, but it is a parody, so it falls under fair use. But they mm -hmm. probably had to, you know, go to NBC and ABC, you know, get like a quote-unquote unofficial blessing, something like that, you know. Yeah, exactly. So they probably enjoyed it too, so, you know. <laughs> um, did that, I had... I went out for dinner, as in ordering dinner, and then I st and then tonight I stayed on the line for 20 minutes for a dollar pretzel and soda. Why do you ask? Simple. T-Mobile Tuesdays, one dollar pretzel and drink at at Auntie Anne's. So I go and I'm like, the line can't be that long. And I look and I'm just like. I so, feel like you underestimate the power of a deal in America. <laughs> sometimes. But here's the thing. This mall has two locations. So I go to the other one. What you know is closed off. That's probably why the other one was so crazy. Probably. To be honest, I'm not surprised by that at all. Because they're probably like, oh, okay, we're going to get mauled. So we should probably have like a back stock of supplies for the next day. So that we don't like bleed out. Like that's... <laughs> But, That's smart planning on their part. Perhaps. But what was interesting was the last time I went, you know, and they had the they had the special, I think it was a free pretzel. I actually went to the other kiosk and it was open. And as Bob <laughs> Coffee says in our chat room at uh, Twitch TV slash anime jam session, cheapness is the American religion practically. 
It, it's true. Mm. Um, every everyone loves to look for a good deal. So what about I definitely? What yeah. Speaking of good deals, I'm going to see Adam's family for four bucks this weekend. Like a matinee show? No, regular. Oh wow, that's awesome. Through T- yeah, through T-Mobile Tuesday. Yep, I'm definitely going to see it too. So. I'll just be over here with my Verizon phone. <laughs> no, you, you should actually go to the theater dressed as Wednesday. <laughs> I don't have any dresses for Wednesday, which I know is, like, shocking to all of you. I know. It's like she she wears a simple dress with the Peter Pan collar, you know? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really care for that style because it, it definitely – I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if I look young. Chad, if you want to compliment me, I'm cool with that. But, uh, like, I, I definitely – it does – look too young on me if it's not like a blouse under a dress if it's just that dress it's definitely definitely looks costume mm. i still say you should go and just walk in there with that with with the with the elixir bottle i just sit there and watch the movie and just walk out with the elixir bottle see how many people catch the reference from the first movie truth yeah all right, before we continue, I want to leave a little note here. If you see in our uh, chat here, in our Twitch stream, there's a little icon, little image there for Shikari Con. It's an anime and gaming convention in Philadelphia, PA, and our, the con chair is also one of our staffers, Wild Spice, and I don't think she realized that um, this is missing the dates, but no matter. Con's going on to, uh, Saturday, October 19th, I believe. I wrote it down on my, on my outline here. Yes, I yeah, that sounds right, because yeah. that's seven days exactly from the 12th, mm-hmm. which yes. is the 19th, yeah, 19th and 20th. So swing by, come through. Well, actually, I can't say swing by and come through, because uh, tickets are sold out, but you could probably hang out outside of the William Way LGBT Community Center. So swing by, hang out, meet some new friends. You, we can always use friends. So, yeah, definitely. Now, before we continue on, we're going to go to the next section, uh, weekly geek swag, where each week we pull something from our vault or from our collection, and we share it with the world. All right, and as you can see, Ichigo is a is a living nerd swag. So <laughs> that's me. Slash, I am panicking because I forgot, and uh, I know I have a ton of nerd swag in here, but I'll figure out something. What about your sewing machine behind you? Oh, it's. I mean, like that's sewing nerd swag. So, <laughs> oh, the puns. <laughs> I've got I've got a nerd swag. I've got a cutie patootie nerd swag today. Oh yeah. So I guess today my nerd swag is Keroboros, who is uh Kero, who is a character from Card Captor Sakura. Um a friend of mine got this for me from Japan, um, because I cosplay Sakura and he cosplays Lee and his um wife does Tomoyo for our group. So mm. this was my little Keroboros that I got as a present and it's very precious to me and I hope to do more card capture because Maho Shoujo magical girls are definitely a huge huge thing I actually just rewatched some Minky Momo and I'm like yeah. heck yes I kind of want to bring back the train wreck that was Minky Momo but why um, don't you I mean look at Pocky I know I know Darcy is like yes totally needs to do some Minky Momo and I want to do more creamy mammy stuff but yeah so she's Maho do- Shoujo nerd swag today yeah, she's doing from yeah. Card Sakura. She's doing all the old school uh, magical girls, so you too. Yeah, we're twinsies sometimes. <laughs> all right, Mako, show off what you got there. Yeah, so um, I have uh, 
this is a magnet from the show. I was really excited to see that they actually had swag for purchase um, because that doesn't always happen at these smaller venues. Mm -hmm. And it was a small venue. Um, but yeah, so I ended up getting a magnet to uh, commemorate. And I got some uh, postcards as well, which are pretty damn funny. Um, but yeah, so puppet show. Yeah, that's awesome. I also picked up some postcards, not for me, but for a friend. Now, just so you know, if you do follow Orange Lounge Radio, it's not hard to figure out who is like the big Golden Girls fan coming from there. So you know. And in our chat room here, uh, Bob Coffee says Maho Shoujo. This is where I post obligatory hashtag Watch Simfo Gear. I keep Simple hearing Gear about. is a really cute one. I, I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the whole series, but I definitely have checked out little bits and pieces of it. I may have to check that out. I am mildly curious about that. There's also a really fun mobile game that I've been seeing around, which is like a mobile uh, Moho Shoujo, like Shield something something. I don't know. Um, I, I know there's and, one, I know the Madoka, the quote unquote Madoka one is out. Magia yeah, Record. there's yeah. the Madoka one where it has all the magical girls, and I know I have a friend of mine who fell in love with uh, one or two of the characters that she has in her little team now, mm. and it's super cute. I love the little witchy one um, from that, but I definitely. I need more time to sew, guys. <laughs> and so it'll be. Anywho, uh, I am not going to sit here and say I have a thing for Amiibos because I really don't. I collect them based on, like, pairings. Like, I have I have both Luigi and Daisy uh, Amiibos hanging up on, my, on the bulkhead of my apartment. But I did come across one Amiibo for a game that just came out for the Switch, and I'm just like, I like his expression. It can be me sometimes at work, so I had to have it. Link's Awakening uh, Amiibo. Hmm. He, he has an expression of, well, fuck, I gotta do this again, don't I? I know I, I just like his expression. It's just it's just very nonchalant. It's like I guess nobody else will do it, huh? So I got that. And that should be going up on my wall up on the bulkhead soon. I was going to put it up earlier, like when I got it a couple weeks ago, but I could not find a tin of of, of thumbtacks that I bought. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend another dollar fifty on a t on a small container of thumbtacks just to find the ones I could that I lost. So, <laughs> I, I, I I saw it I saw it sitting over here a few weeks ago. So I was like, oh, it's over there. No, it is not. So there. Anywho, now that we got that out the way, oh, let's get to tonight's stories. Stories, articles, it's kind of one in the same. And, and we're going to talk about something that we had, we kind of put a memorandum on, but we can now talk about it because the lawsuit, it, it basically is over. And we're talking about Vic Mignogna. I mean, Mignogna. Basically, the long and short is the lawsuit was basically dismissed with prejudice. Which means 
you can there is a very slim chance of Vic being able to appeal this decision. Now, if you remember, we talked about this 30 days ago where Judge Chubb basically knocked out 12 of the 17 um, accusations, uh, I mean, claims. And now all 17 are out. And that's it. And it's just wow. I mean, I'm kind of shocked, but at the same time, I'm not. But on the same token, I'm like, really? I'm not surprised something like this happened. I'm not surprised that he was going to lose the case. And we, we've all watched, we all watch Law & Order. We all watch Suits. I mean, think about this shit. We watch these shows, and we know the person is guilty as sin, but they have a really good lawyer that gets them off on a lesser charge or no charge at all. And on the same token, we have seen these same quote-unquote assholes have like dirt cheap lawyers and they basically end up doing time. And, and the roles can be reversed on this. You can be 100% innocent and if you don't have a really good lawyer, you're basically SOL. And I hope, and I'm hoping that y'all can't hear that damn dog barking outside. So, anywho. And as I said, the case was dismissed with, with prejudice. Basically, it means that unless you have sufficient evidence, without it, you can't appeal. Whereas if it's without prejudice, you can appeal and that'll buy you time to get your evidence together. And if, for those of you who've been watching this lawsuit, play out all of the um, transcripts and everything. Vic basically shot himself in the foot with the comments that he says. Now you have a better understanding when you watch Law & Order when the lawyer tells the guy to shut up. Because nine times out of ten, when the lawyer tells you to shut up, you're about to say something that's going to incriminate yourself even though in your mind... It's perfectly okay. And just because... You have to wonder yep. if that was, like, part of the reason that he didn't show up for court a few times was because he just kept saying things that to himself felt, like, self-righteous or they felt, like, morally correct to him. Well... But as we've seen, they're definitely not. And with the obvious uh, disorganization of his, of his side, as well as mm -hmm. the fact that there's still actually a little bit of paperwork to be done and judgment mm -hmm. to be reigned over yep. attorney's fees and the fees of the court mm -hmm. um, that may still end up being, you know, in his favor or their favor, but it looks a lot like he's going to end up paying a lot of the bills. Yeah, because he, the judge basically said, basically said in lawyer speak to the lawyer, you're a complete and total fuck up. Yeah, and, and the lawyer was not very nice to the judge. No. and said a lot of things that you usually don't say now, to now, now, here's yeah. the thing. Everybody from Jump was saying the lawyer was no good because he doesn't do this type of cases. He's more real estate. Now, yeah, this is not his normal litigation. Right. Now, if you look at the guy's website, he does more than real estate. So I'm like, well, there's somebody within that law firm that handles this. Well, as saying, it was a fool and their money is soon parted. Now, it's going to refer back about about Vic not being not showing up in court. Here's the thing. 
I'm going to ask the both of you this, Mako, Ichigo. Mm-hmm. If you have a litigation going, and it's and the judge says we are going to continue this 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 case next Monday, you do not have to be here for it. Are you still going to show up that next Monday? Yeah, because it's a case involving a lot of money and my reputation. Marco. But maybe I just care more about my reputation than some people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marco? In Vic's case, yes, I would have done. But the fact that his lawyer has proven himself to be crap, he was probably told by his lawyer, don't show up. There's yeah. no need for you to be here. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying you he personally. He should have yeah. shown up anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I know. But I'm asking you personally, would you have shown up? It depends on the situation. Okay. In a situation like this, mm-hmm. yes, I would okay. have. Mm-hmm. Having gone through court cases, mm-hmm. I do know when to be there and when to not be there, though. Right. Now, as for me personally, I would have been there. Because let's be real. It's a million fucking dollars on the line. Even if over, I had no... Ch- over a million dollars. No, one million. Or over half a million, sorry. No, he was suing for a million. Oh, okay. And even if I had... Even if I knew I was going to lose this, I was still going to show up. I'm, at least I went down fighting. Now, later... Earlier today, I was linked to an article about something that Vic was telling fans. Vic was telling fans... Do enormous things to encourage and make people's lives better around you. I swear on my grandma, on my great grandmother's and my mother's resting soul. Please. If that's not the biggest load of hypocritical bullshit, I don't know what the fuck is. How do you sit there and have the balls? fucking say to people to do good things and make people's lives better around you where you're suing co-workers for a million dollars over shit that is your own fucking fault what your ass should have done was the Vic Mignona I am sorry I am a fucking creep apology world tour 2019 you should have did some shit like that and what you should have done was get the frick on on social media and just fan the fucking flames, okay? All right, that's what you should have done. I I'm I'm, I'm kind of raging at the moment, so I need my music. It's okay. It's yeah. I, I feel like a lot of it is a matter of the persona that he's put out for yes. many years. Yeah, I mean, if any of you have gone to conventions where he's been a guest, he he does cater a lot to. The religious side of the fandom mm-hmm. and does try to open up the fandom to like the christianity i guess yeah. kind of totes like that was always his like flag yeah. was to hold a church service on sundays yeah. for anime fans and stuff like that, that, that yeah, so there's yeah. there's a certain amount of like pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. that he has to his character that he puts on at least his personality that he presents to the public so i feel like a lot of that is i don't know i don't know if i feel like he's trying to make peace with anything, I, I, look, because everything look. he's kind of reacted with felt kind of disingenuous to me, but 
That could also be. The, I, I, you know. I just, I just want to know. I gave the man the benefit of the doubt. I grew up in a, re- a semi-religious re- household, so I understand the shit that he's done. I don't agree with it at all. I have no problems with him, with the man having a Sunday morning service because there are anime fans who are also religious. All right, you yes, make the service, true. make the service non-denominational, optional. Let people go. If people are gonna bitch, let them bitch. Just because you're bitching, that doesn't mean the other person isn't. I think at AAC there was a similar panel for Sunday morning service. All right, that's fine. When he defended those the, the fans at at Try It Anime Con a couple of years ago, I thought that was like his high point because he's out there defending the fans. And I know there are a lot of voice actors out there who defend the fans, but this guy, but Vic was on freaking camera, call, it was spitting back the the good book at these people. And I'm look, now looking back, it's like that's just pure hypocrisy, you know? For, yeah, for Connotation no. guys, Vic was caught on yeah. camera fighting with the like. Pro, pro, I guess, like hate Christians yeah, that know, are usually yeah, outside yeah. of anime conventions yeah, with their signs, the, 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 trying to use yeah. biblical terms mm-hmm. to 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 weaponize them, basically. Yeah. But the the video is on YouTube. It ain't hard to yeah. find. I thought that was like his shining moment. No, I think this lawsuit is his shining moment because he hasn't said shit about it. It's like, well, and now because of this, it's really sad that people are still defending him. I call this. Fucking Stockholm syndrome. The evidence is there. I've actually had to argue with people on my own personal Facebook about this. I've had friendships ended over this. I've had friendships jeopardized over this. And my thing is this. As I said to another person, I considered an acquaintance at a con about six months ago. You're going to sit there and say, Vic is innocent. Vic didn't do anything wrong. It's all pomp and circumstance. It's all words. Well, I'll tell you what. What if it wasn't Vic? What if it was one of your friends that went around sexually assaulting girls that you know at conventions or a girl that you were close to? Would you still say your boy is innocent or would you call him on his shit and tell him to own up? Can you safely say, no, can you safely go on your Facebook and look at all your female friends and say, none of this has happened to them. And I said to him, I could go on my Facebook and I could tell you more than half, if not all the fem- all of my female, f- female friends and on my Facebook. And probably some of your guy friends too, to be honest. Yeah, it's I'm not get- yeah. gender specific. I'm, 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 I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Okay. Yeah. Look at, not half, more than half of all my female friends have been sexually assaulted in one way or another. How can I sit there and be pro-Vic knowing that that, that that fact? That is a, I would be a big fucking hypocrite. And to follow up with what Ichigo says, this goes both ways. But the sad part is, nobody really talks about it because with, with when it comes to guys, it's like, oh, because a girl... Came on to him. Guys love that. I've had a couple of girls come on to me, and I'm just like, I don't know you. You don't know me like that. And that shit is not is not is not kosher. So please don't. I had a drunk mom like flirt with me at a con, and that and that just blew my fucking mind. Cause that was a moment of where proof that this shit can happen to anyone. And that's it. 
if you want to go ahead and continue to defend Vic, go right ahead. Keep doing it. But that karma is going to come back to you. I just hope that the things that Vic has done to the women in his life, I hope and pray that it doesn't happen to a woman that you care about, a woman that you will fight for. I hope it never happens. But if it does, and you still sit there and defend this man and say, you just need to stop, go back in your mother's basement, lock the door, seal yourself in there, because you, you, you really don't need to. You really don't need to be here. That's it. And that's all I have to say about that topic. So let, let's move on. Mako, I'm going to finish my tea. I'm going to grab some seltzer. Can, can you give us a quick rundown? As to what's going on with the with the Kyoto anime anime uh, fire updates, please. Sure. Uh, so there are a couple of updates in the past week. Um, unfortunately, it does seem that another victim um, passed away. Um, she passed away from septic shock, which basically um, was an infection caused from the burns. Um, on top of that. Uh, Kyoto Anime uh, did say that none of the arson donations for the business recovery is going to go to the business. They're giving all of their donations gathered from everywhere to the victims. Mm. Right now, that is over $10 million. Um, so it's going to go to those that are left and it's going to go to help the families of those that have passed Aww. so I mean that's really awesome that they're doing something like this with that amount of money um, they could have easily taken that and built their business back up but instead they're literally giving all of it away um, the other thing is the person that set the fire is now in physical therapy and is basically working on his uh, speech so that they can finally get some answers as to what the hell was going through his head. It just feels like no matter what he says or does, he's automatically going to be guilty and no one wants to hear it. And that's all fine and dandy. But yeah, I, I I mean there are a couple of people that are like, um, yeah. well, if he's mentally ill, he needs the help. And yes, he does need the help, but then he needs to mm -hmm. realize what he did and take into account what he did and then, you know, have to deal with what he did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I want to know what went through his head, but it just, it, sorry, it won't change my thoughts on him, but maybe what he says, maybe I'll make me think about what type of punishment he deserves. Mm. I think a lot of it isn't really for the public's disposal of the information. Mm -hmm. It's more so for closure for the victims. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I definitely see that there's like a societal judgment, like, it's good to know the news for society's sake, but at the same time, I feel like it's not even about internationally. It's just about them being able to 
move from this with having a sense of why Definitely. it's a lot of the whole reason where like people go to interview serial killers sometimes it's not because you know they want to be like oh my gosh i want to get inside this serial killer's mind or whatever it's mm -hmm. literally because they're like okay i want to find out the victims so i can maybe give them closure it doesn't heal them but it gives them a sense of closure yeah yeah and I also like what the company's doing with the funds that's been donated to them. They're giving it back to 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 the people. That's freaking amazing. You don't hear about this. I mean, when tragedies like this happen in the states, the money that comes in, what usually happens, the victims get maybe a good portion of it, and the rest of the money goes back into building the company. Even though the company has insurance and liability and all of this and all that, that can help. And its own organization, but still, you know. Mm -hmm. Another, like, it's like another thing about society. Society over there, they, they. I mean, they don't always prize their workers because, of course, we have the whole workaholic, uh, toxic environment over there. But mm -hmm. a lot of places like animation studios and stuff, they tend to be a little bit smaller. So I can definitely see that there's that sense of like family and wanting to give back to the community because that area is actually really small for that kind of company. So I, I'm definitely excited to see that they're able to give the charity back to those who were affected. Um, and it doesn't have, like it doesn't cause them a negative effect because I'm right. sure their insurance is going to cover like the rebuilding of the building yes. for them, but it, it gives a nice sense of, of they're able to help facilitate uh, a time of comfort that a lot of those kind of families need, I think, right yes. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let let the families get their shit, get their lives back together. Yeah, and we just grieve. Because grieving is a thing. Because honestly, I mean, they're going they're going to give them enough money to take care of their finances and the medical bills, and you know, the money so that they can actually live, you know, kind of until things get back to normal with the business. So I think that's really yeah. awesome. Next up. All right. Uh, let's see. Is is this? Yeah, this is it. You go. Oh, is it mine? Okay. Yes. Uh, so I, I kind of uh, got words on this. So now, um, I know we are going from something kind of sad, but I hope that this next article makes some of you kind of glad. Um, Coach and Michael B. Jordan are launching a Naruto collection. Uh, I'm both terrified slightly intrigued um because this was one of my fandoms growing up i cosplayed hinata for many years and uh i think it's interesting to see that almost like dragon ball z i feel like was a huge fashion aspect for a lot of my guy friends growing up naruto's kind of becoming that for the adult version of those same people because the fandoms kind of like played with played in the same ball court as it were um, Naruto is taking center stage in Michael B. Jordan's exclusive fashion collection with Coach. The actor-producer recently unveiled his collaboration with the fashion company Coach, and the biggest design inspiration apparently comes from the Japanese manga series Naruto. The franchise, which is also a global phenomenon of anime series, was Jordan's favorite growing up. Um, so they're just like us. Celebrities are just like mm -hmm. us. They love anime, too. Um... Sorry, I'm scooting down the, uh, they've got a bunch of pictures of him on Instagram with the collection and him with contact lenses in because, you know, cosplay is, uh, high fashion now, apparently. 
Um, Jordan's 18-piece coach collection certainly reflects his affinity for the series, with t-shirts and hoodies sporting prints of the characters, a leather belt bag with Naruto-inspired symbols, and brightly designed denim jackets. So for those of you from the 90s that are saving your messenger's bags, you're totally flaunting some um, swag now. Um, <laughs> and bright denim. Uh, so yeah, it's basically, to me, um, kind of streetwear. That's kind of what they're going for with it. In a statement, Jordan said, shared how he intended his collection to reflect both his cultural influences and his community. But he also wanted to bring a new perspective and voices into the fashion. Uh, just want to tell you, Jordan, um, J fashion has been kind of a thing for a while. Welcome to the club. We've been around for quite a few years. Um, but we appreciate newbies coming in. So you can definitely bring your fandom and make it, make it uh, vogue. I guess, make a coach. Um, and then, of course, uh, it's comprised of unisex designs, and the exclusive collection is currently available for a limited run on Coach's website. However, if you want to get an Akatsuki cloak, you can definitely find them on uh, non-designer websites online. Um, <laughs> no shade. But uh, I definitely see this as just a celebrity kind of giving back to a higher price community because to me coach is not completely accessible it is a it's a more accessible designer brand than Givenchy or Dolce & Gabbana and all those high-end brands but it's still one of those things where it's definitely a privilege to be able to afford this kind of thing especially when like starting prices are like 200 to 300 dollars for an item um but you can definitely check it out on coach's website it looks like it's pretty fun but to me I don't know. To me, it looks a little too cosplay to be high fashion. No, but no, no. I also grew up with that stuff, so. Well, so do I. See, I, I, I'm at the point where I will call Michael B. Jordan a hypocrite. A hypocrite in the aspect of him giving back to giving back. If you are giving back, why is it available at Coach where that denim jacket is like $800? I mean, if you wanted to give back, I mean, go Old Navy. I'd, I would go with friggin' Gap. I mean, hell, look at Uniqlo. Uniqlo has that anime swag at reasonable prices, okay? Let me tell you something. I mean, I, I have this amazing black book bag that I bought over the summer, and I have the amazing ladies from uh, Star Night Industries. They're going to bling it out with amazing patches on there, okay? And that's going to probably run me, with with the bag, a total of 50 maybe $60. But you know what? It's worth that price because I it's a design that I like. I mean, hell, you can go out and get yourself a $40 denim jacket and you can go on Etsy and get an amazing Naruto patch and sew it on there yourself. Hell, you could probably find a friend who also does this for a living who may cut you a decent deal to make something just, just like this, if not better. I mean, come on. But even if they cut you a deal, you should pay them their whole total amount exactly. that they're worth because they're your best friend. That too. Um, I mean, I mean, just from yeah. artists to y'all. No, I mean, um, no, I'm just saying. Like, I, it, you know, I, I, I don't know, Mako. What do you think of it, Mako? Oh, sorry. She she it's muted okay. us. <laughs> uh, what am I agreeing to now? I was just trying to get your information, like how you feel about the Michael B. Jordan Naruto collection at Coach. Um, somebody's gonna buy it. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. there's a market for it. And that's the, 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 that's the thing is that there's a market for it now where it's going to be Michael B. Jordan, Naruto collection, but then there's going to be knockoffs. There's, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. There's mm-hmm. probably knockoffs already. Not, look. Um, oh, I, I would not be surprised if AliExpress is covered in knockoffs in the next, you know, two or three months. Look, yeah. Yeah. All it, they have to do is see the pictures of what's going out there. They don't even have to actually have product in their hand. And somebody is going to copy the shit. Exactly. Yeah, it, or it's, it's going to come from a warehouse that someone can get their hands on. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I shared a Ronma one half keychain off of AliExpress. I know it's bootleg as fuck. I know. But the, these key charms are hard to find. So, you know, hey. Well, and a lot of that kind of stuff, vintage anime specifically, mm-hmm. isn't being made anymore. Like, yeah. a lot of merch for that isn't officially being made anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not right to get bootleg. It's not morally right. I, it's probably I, bad I, to facilitate that, mm-hmm. but it, that, that's a whole other... I, I, I look at certain bootleg like this. If it's bootleg that somebody has put their time and money into, like... One of these companies stealing an artist's stuff. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. I look at other bootleg, um, as long as they're not charging the same price as nothing more than glorified Artist Alley shit. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to fan art and Artist Alley and that kind of stuff, I, I don't tend to infringe on IP, but because that's just the way that I work. That's just the way that I like to be. I try not to copy other designs because you're just one cease and desist letter away from litigation. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of artists out there who are very talented. Um, Even Disney artists, like we talked about, I think a few weeks ago where we were like, they do fan art. They do basically legal fan art because they were freelancers. They were contractors with Disney when they were doing the art. So inherently they don't have the rights given to them by Disney to do artwork of the characters they drew, but sometimes they still do to make a sale. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I this collection. Um oh in chat, can one of you guys post the uh Kyoto update article oh. for lovely Ranger Serena for us? Um but this collection to me is almost like uh celebrity designing for people who want to either buy into his brand or buy into the cultural iconicness of Naruto, but like Naruto, but make it fashion. Like Naruto, but make it like adult for a different market. Now that might not be accessible to everyone. Heck no, it's like I'm not gonna be paying for like Theo said in the chat, a three eight hundred dollar jacket. But there is definitely a market for it and um I think that's where we can wrap on that. Yeah. And I'll say this, yeah, I understand whole aspects of you know, of having a bootleg stuff, but my thing is this. I see what the role having a bootleg product as a proxy if you already own it. Like I have expensive keychains. If I drop like three bucks for a bootleg to put on my bag, I'm going to do it. That way, if I lose that, I'm only out $3 and not 15 And I feel like that a lot of that is personal preferences. Mm-hmm. If I can't afford to, I will buy the, the real item because mm-hmm. if, it, if the item isn't something that's manufactured by that brand for that market, like let's say Hello Kitty. They make basically everything. Toasters, mm-hmm. ovens, yeah. microwaves, whatever. Just so you know, but there maybe... are now Hello Kitty Funko Pops. Yes. So there's Hello Kitty everything. Maybe they don't make hairbrushes. Maybe we just... I'm sure they do, but we'll, for the sake of whatever, they don't make hairbrushes. And someone decides, hey, I really love Sanrio, and I'm not going to call it Hello Kitty, 
but it's going to look suspiciously like Hello Kitty, but it's going to be a hairbrush. Mm. That is a very gray area because you're not taking away inherently from a market that they already sell to. And I'm sure I can talk for hours yeah. and hours on this, guys, if you guys want no. a full podcast on this, whatever. But but All to right. me, fan art can cross into that, but inherently mm-hmm. I, I don't buy a lot of fan art unless it's original work. Yeah, but that's same. just my personal preference. I know everybody's got their own thing. I'm not trying to be pious about it. I'm sure I've bought fan art or have fan art somewhere, um, but I just choose not to currently. Now, um, I, I will say this, and then it's going to take the next story. Um, they may not have Hello Kitty brush hair brushes, but they certainly do have shoulder massagers. Is that in quotes? Yes, I think, I, I believe that that sip was a very quotey quote. Um, <laughs> Who said it? <laughs> no, I'm just, it can be a quote of all you want, but I'm just saying. I, I wouldn't mind a really kawaii uh, shoulder massager, but um, they, that's they, just they, me, you know. They made them um, for a while. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Bushi Road invests in theater troupe to adapt its work to stage plays. So Bushi Road is an entertainment company, and they announced on September 30th that they've invested in Gekidan Hikosen, theater troupe based in Kawasaki City in Kanagawa's prefecture. Nom, nom, nom. Sorry if I um, read on the screen or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, Bushi Road purchased 14 per five... <laughs> English is number one. <laughs> um, 14.5% of the stock in the Gekiden Hikosen's parent company, Sopratiko Co. Limited, from its representative director, Takashi Oba, for... 33,350,000 yen, 100 yen, Oof. For, or about $311,842. Bushi Road stated that it invested in the troupe so that together they can develop more stage plays based on its properties. Bushi Road is working on stage plays business when it launched its review Starlight Multimedia franchise in 2017 with stage musicals and a TV anime. The company stated it is recognizing more and more the importance of stage plays in its properties. Now, like you might notice, Mago and Ranma just recently went to a stage parody. Um, I definitely see a lot more stage replications or parodies or shows in the arts, just in general, in the States and in Japan. It's very, very big. Through the partnership, Bushirod and Gekiden Hikosen will also work on a stage play adaptation of the country's company's works in addition to the Bushirod properties. Uh, they are a well-regarded troupe, and they've been in business since September 1966, wow. so years. And after they merged with Egeki in 2016, the troupe also started to perform 2.5D musicals. Yeah, like the Sarah Miyu uh, Super Live. Yeah. Um, Bushi Road was founded in 2007, and the company owns a number of cross-media franchises, some of which originate from card games. Bushi Road's Card Fight Vanguard and Future Card Buddy Fight series have both inspired long-running television anime series, and its Luck and Logic game inspired two television anime series. <clears throat> Bushi Road also owns the Wish Schwartz series, or the White Cross series, mm-hmm. and of course, stupid ads always load up when I'm in the middle of reading something. Um, and the company owns the Tante Opera Milky Homes franchise, as well as the Bang Dream franchise, 
both of which have television anime series, along with the aforementioned Review Starlight franchise, both Bang Dream and Review Starlight have active smartphone games, and the company also owns the New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion. I will Hadakawa, ooh, go ahead. I will say, I mean, I do like the Review Starlight mobile game. It's actually more of an RPG than like a like a rhythm slash date sim type game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I will say this. When Bushiro announces Love Live, School Idol Play, I am going to sit there, I'm going to go to YouTube, and I am going to play Ride of the Valkyries, because that's what's going to happen, because that's what you're going to hear when the fans just swarmed by tickets for this, okay? <laughs> that's going to be so print money. Any squeaky chair sounds you may hear from my end. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, uh, Bob Coffey did want us to know, though, that Bushiroad also owns the New Japan Wrestling, strangely enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I think it's cool. Uh, I, I also think it's really cool that Luchador is huge in Japan as well right now. Um, Katakawa, Bushiroad, and Kinema Citrus, wow, try and say that five times fast, chat, let me know how, how far you get, <laughs> um, announced in July that they are entering into a comprehensive business partnership with the aim of producing a stable intellectual property and producing anime content in response to the growing popularity, both uh, domestically and abroad. Um, yeah, that's kind of exciting. You know what? I, I'm, go- I'm going to say something a little blasphemous here, but I, I think it would work. I would I would lo- wouldn't mind seeing like a live action love life series produced by Disney cuz let's be real who else do you know out there that can pull some, pull off something like this just saying i mean i've seen quite a few mascot anime that were made specifically in Japan that weren't disney related that were perfectly good no, without it but no, i'm just saying look at look at high school musical i i don't no, I'm just saying, High School Musical is basically the li- as well as the live action Love Live, if you think about it. Sometimes, yeah, in a way it is. Yeah, it has a lot of the similar similar characteristics. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. But... Mm-hmm. I think Japan will do just as well as anybody else if it should come to that. True. Yep. Well, I will say. Remember. Um, Cowboy Bebop started filming today, so I'm so excited. I'm they had an iron camera, and I was so <laughs> I was so happy. I want to be corgi size because it was. I, I I heard you squealing all the way up here. I love doggos, and I can't have one. I have to ta- I have I to tag a friend of mine in that post when I go back to it. But um, oh, moving right along. Ooh, excuse me. An anime com- makes a triumphant return. A certain scientific railgun returns to, to the airwaves after seven years. Wow, talk about your hiatus. Season three will air January 2020. Um, it was adapted from the popular manga written by Kamachi Kazuma, which was also illustrated by Fuyuaki Motoi. The franchise follows M- Misaka Mikoto, an electromaster who lives in a world where the lines between magic and science have become blurred. Sounds like a much more chill version of Full Metal Alchemist. This season is going to be called A Certain Scientific Railgun T. That means I have time to catch up with seasons one and two. I may have to do that. 
I enjoyed the series, so definitely it is one to watch. I do know that the opening theme, the opening theme is sung by, oh, frick. We, Marco, we were just listening to them over the weekend, too. Uh, Fripside. And the lead vocalist is, um, Ari from, uh, Elichi from, from Love Live. So I think that's kind of cool. And I think you if play I... a lot of stuff when we're together, and I have no idea who it is, so I would not have been able to help you with that. Fair enough. I do notice if I have forgotten our fr- our, our friends, um, our friends out in Colorado, one of them would have hit me upside the head with a two by four for not remembering that. Because she does cosplay Ellie Ayase, so yeah. Okay, let's see. What else do we have up here? Okay. Hey, my turn, my turn. Yes, yes, it's your fandom. It's your fandom. Go, 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 go. Uh, yeah. So there are a couple of different Sailor Moon cafes that opened up on October 3rd. It's a uh, girls' night out themed in Tokyo, Osaka, Nagoya, Sapporo, Fukuoka, and Saitama. Um... The cafes are selling themed food and drinks, as per all other cafes. Ooh. They're also going to have limited time goods with art, um, direction by apparel designer Atoile de Griot and illustrator Jenny Kaori. Hmm. Uh, the Tokyo and Osaka cafes will run from October 3rd to November 17th. The Nagoya Cafe will run from October 10th to November 24th. Sapporo will run from October 18th to November 17th. Fukuoka will run from October 20th to December 1st. And Saitama will run from November 14th to January 13th. In other news, from what I found out, the actual official Sailor Moon Cafe that they are doing the shows um the you know the the yeah, yeah. musicals mm-hmm. um that is now in semi-permanency oh yeah um i was actually reading something on on one of my facebook groups that said that they are looking for a new location um and will be renting it out for an unlimited amount of time ooh so, yeah, that show became extremely popular, and it looks like it's going to be around for a while. Awesome. And I'm looking at the logo for the Girls' Night Out Cafe. It looks like they it looks like uh, season three of Sailor Moon Crystal animation design, because it's such a throwback to the original classic uh, art style. Mm-hmm. Either that, it looks like... It looks like they like all the artwork from the original series. They just scanned it in and just put it together via Photoshop. Because a couple of these, I'm looking at a couple of these. It's like I swear I've probably downloaded one of these images before or seen it during one of my searches. All right. Now we talk about the crossover that we sorely deserve, especially in the states. And it's the Fate Stay Night Axe Cross Axe Body Spray crossover. We definitely need that, especially at conventions. So, it's all you. Hit you go. 
Okay, well, if you find yourself dank and stank, you can get some waifu smells for yourself or whatever, but whatever. Uh, um, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Ew. All right. <laughs> uh, I have anyway, to, I gotta I find that. If you want to attract your own waifus, uh, you can try. Um, Fates Day Night and Axe Body Spray partner up in an attempt to make anime vans smell nice. <laughs> I can't well, handle Axe Body Spray, so I will stay the fuck away. But when Fate fans themselves are sweating and excited, Axe wants to be their humble servant. Fuck that, I'm going to step on your face. I, I, um, I, I have to say this. Bob Coffee says in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, cons definitely need to unlimited deodorant works. <laughs> I actually like Penny Doc's art. If you guys well, don't please. know about Penny Doc's, she is the lovely, amazing artist who has been doing that sign of, if you can afford to be at a con, you can afford deodorant. And so, I so true. So love true. her. So um, true. Traditionally, hardcore anime fans haven't had a reputation. You should definitely go check out her social media. That's what I'm saying. Um, but traditionally, hardcore anime fans haven't had a reputation for stellar hygiene. Excuse me. I I, I bathe. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, I am acquainted with soap, particularly in the body odor category. This can sometimes cause problems when a large number of otaku are crammed into an enclosed space. Oh, so the game room. All right. We'll leave mm. them alone. Um, like, say, a movie theater. Uh, so it's not without olfactory concern that Fates Day Night Heaven's Feel Spring Song is set to open this coming spring. The Fate franchise already has a reputation for high drama and saucy titillation. Mm. I'm going to let you guys take that in. Uh, and since the climax of this theatrical Heaven's Feel trilogy... Oh, I see what you did there, article. There's sure to be even more intense body heat and excitement perspiration from an audience than usual. Hmm. Hoping to counterbalance this is men's fragrance company Axe, which is participating and partnering with Fate for a special promotion tie-up. First off are a series of new illustrations with spokesmodels Rin Tosaka, Sakura Mato, Il... Oh my gosh, I'm going to murder this name because I am not a Fate fan I, yet. Ivasville. Ivasville von Einsburn. And sexiness, please, Girugamesh. Girugamesh. Posing in uh, various Axe products. Rin is citrus. Sakura is an ocean scent. And Ilyasville is a savan fragrance. Uh, and it looks, again, like there's a bunch of other scents that they'll be doing as well. Mm. Right now, shoppers in Japan who purchase the Axe fragrance body spray, body soap, fragrance mist, and hand cream will suffocate me. I mean can upload their receipt information to the campaign website where they'll be rewarded with one of 11 character art smartphone wallpaper designs. Uh, in addition, shoppers who spend more than $10 or 1,000 yen on the above listed Axe products can enter a drawing to win a dual-sided plastic clear file. Girls on the front, Giru Gamesh on the back with a total of 100 to be given away. Finally, splurging on $15 or $1,500 worth of yen uh, in Axe products makes you eligible for a drawing designed to win an art board from the creator's voice actor or actress, five boards for design, mm, the design featuring three girls, and five boards just for Gidugamesh or a wall scroll. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, but... Um, I guess if you're the type who prefers instant gratification starting October 15th at Lawson Convenience Store Chain, uh, they'll be bundling one of the eight character art pins in tubes 
of fragrance it acts fragrance hand cream um i appreciate the sentiment but i do not appreciate the sentiment uh but uh, stay clean and don't be dirty dirty nasty people that's that's what this article is saying to me um but yeah, if you want to get your fate waifu ness on or your love Gidu Gamesh, uh, you can definitely participate. I, on the other hand, will be staying away from this with a 10-foot pole because Axe is a migraine trigger for me. So, super fun. You know, I actually, for a while, I used to wear Axe as a cologne after I washed myself and used normal soap. The problem is, too, is that there's a lot of artificial fragrances oh, yeah. that set off a lot of people who have perfume allergies. So, it, I mean, even for me, I'll use, sometimes I'll use, I'll make my own oil blends because that's what I can deal with. But even then, it's mostly like mm -hmm. frankincense and death and that kind of scent. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mako, what do you think about this? Um... It really depends on the type. Yeah. Some of it is just way too cloying, and some of it smells good until people start sweating, and then it's horrible. And the problem is, too, is that a lot of these sprays are actually made with really cheap oils and really cheap carriers, so after a while, to me, it smells really bad because the chemical or the petroleum-based thing or whatever that's carrying the oils smells like ass so yeah i say take a shower and if you're gonna actually use something to make you smell nice uh don't go cheap yes yeah just so you know there's tons of walmarts out there you can pick up a nice thing of cologne for under 10 bucks yeah, you don't have to go with name brands. There are plenty of companies that have knockoffs that smell exactly the same. Yep. Without having brands... to reduce to, you know, aerosol crap. Yeah, and I was going to say, even there are even brands out there that just focus on doing, like, scents that are not as cloying or as, as like, pervasive. Um, for those of you who do have like migraine triggers and stuff like that like me mm. um but yeah i think it's a cool idea i know that this happens a lot with mascots and stuff like that but for those of our friends in chat who are fate inclined or axe inclined if you're in japan uh definitely you can get in on that All right, let's get into Meanwhile in Japan, because I just saw an article on my personal Facebook that just made me go, what the fuck? What the beep? <laughs> I would like to do the uh, third one. Okay. Are, are you taking the first one, or is Mako? Uh, I might as well, because it's a shitty thing to do. <laughs> Just terrible. Just terrible. As long as you're not Jeez. like my neighbor who had the police like demand they open their door the other day. That terrified me, but it was two houses down. As long as you're not like that with this situation, we're going to be fine. Well... It seems that a police officer was arrested 
for repeatedly clogging a woman's toilet and watching him get upset about it. That's an interesting kink. And I'll, and I'll just leave it at that. See, evidently this was going on in the city of Fukuoka for about three months. And about a week ago, week and a half ago, it came to an end with the arrest of Sergeant Takashi Atsuki of the Fukuoka Prefectural Police. Evidently, the suspect faces charges of burglary. Now, one thing in Japan, burglary is not just crimes during an unlawful entry as well. It's basically going into a women's restroom without permission and then clogging the toilet to the point that it's unusable can fall under the legal definition of burglary. Jesus. Evidently, this guy's been doing this at Lawson's convenience stores in the Hyro area since July of this year. This, according to staff, this has happened at least six different times. The ladies' toilet room got clogged, and twice every, they needed to have plumbers come out and fix it and repair it. And it seems that every time this has happened, there was some suspicious-looking man lurking around the restrooms. Also, it seems that when women came to complain about this, this same gentleman could be seen leering into the store from the parking lot outside. Christ, it, it, it's like when you, when an arsonist burns something and they're in the crowd watching their, watching their art, you know? It's like, wow. It, evidently, when you do something like this, it becomes kind of obvious. And a person that works at this convenience store remembered this guy showing up all the time, so they got his license plate and, well... When he came, when this happened again, called the police and boom, instant arrest. And right after his arrest, come to find out this guy is a police sergeant with the community safety division. And he's 47 years old. He admitted to the charges and he said, and I quote, I was interested in women's toilets. I wanted to go in and see. <sighs> As Japanese netizens heard about this, interesting quotes came up a row off the World Wide Web, such as, a guy who wants to watch women get upset because they can't use the toilet is extremely gross. Clogging up toilets on purpose is just wrong too. People get labeled pervs so often that it's really surprising to see the real deal. Now, I'm going to be extra concerned when I encounter a clogged public toilet. How does one possibly get off on seeing a woman upset because she can't use the toilet? I could probably answer that, but I won't. This is not the time nor the place. In doing so, the Fukuoka Prefectural Police have issued a an apology about this. We deeply apologize to everyone in the prefecture for the inappropriate behavior by one of our officers. As they're investigating this, they are considering terminating the officer's employment with the police department. Therefore, and so, thanks to the keen detective work by convenience store clerks, who didn't even want to be there in the first place, Another police officer is safely behind bars. 
as Japan stands on the cusp of unmanned convenience stores, we should perhaps take a moment to consider what a future night might mean for our public toilets without their valuable first line of defense. Well, it wasn't as terrible as we thought it would be. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I hear a Damien. Yes, you do. Hi, Damien. Give him scratches for me. I am, I am. He's <laughs> loving it. It's like McDonald's. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> So is it my turn? Yes, it Here. is. Okie dokie. So, yeah. Um, more bicycle the uh, seat thefts? No! Uh, yeah. Um, so last summer, uh, 61-year-old uh, Akio Hattori had a bad day. He wanted to head out on his bicycle, but somebody had stolen the seat. So obviously he had to go and buy a replacement seat, and while that's not horrible, he was still incredibly upset about the incident. Um, yeah, so even when fall uh, rolled around, he wasn't over his anger, so he decided to take action. So did he use intelligence, a network of personal contacts, over the course of his life to track down the thief? Did he hop on his newly receded bicycle and patrol the neighborhood? No! He just started stealing a bunch of other people's bike seats. If I can't have them, no one can! And by other people's bike seats, uh, that means 159 of them. What the fuck? So officers from the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department in connection to a bicycle theft that took place in the Oda Ward on August 29th, um, after analysis of security camera footage, uh, showed him removing the seat and placing it into the basket of his own bicycle before riding off. <laughs> he doesn't even have a car to steal these goodies, mm. just stealing them on his bicycle. Yeah. I'm sorry, that tickled my McRib. Uh, just just <laughs> for Theo in chat. Uh, it got me. Other footage showed him riding his bike with multiple removed seats in the basket. A subsequent search of his home revealed that he'd been keeping them all. So he had 159 of them in his home. Uh, it's like those, those Japanese people that have the rooms for like the fake food keychains and stuff, but uh, it's bicycle seats. Um, so, while it might have seemed like he was stockpiling them to use as replacements, it uh, turns out that basically he admitted to the thefts and said, I wanted other people to feel what I had gone through, and I stole the seats as a form of revenge. Because, you know, 159 other people screwed him over? Yeah. Is this case closed? Is this Conan Adagawa? Who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> One truth prevails. So, yeah, um, I guess if you ever have bad things done to you, don't do those bad things to other people because that's stupid. Very. 
I'm going to punish you because somebody was shit to me. And unfortunately, that happens quite often. Yes, it does. You steal from me, I'm steal from somebody else to replace what's mine. I don't know how many people need 159 replacement bicycles. I just want, I kind of want to know where did he put them all? In his, in his apartment, I'm sure. Like, if he lives alone and he doesn't have to report to anyone, I'm sure, like, no one questioned it. I'm going to assume he lived alone because mm. I can't see anybody going into this place that lives there going, oh, so you picked up another bike seat. Mm. I don't see, you know, a happy, nonchalant conversation like that happening. Okay. Friends, don't let friends steal bicycle seats. <laughs> um, uh, I can tell you what, though. If if this development in the next article that I'm covering happens, I definitely won't turn to bicycle seat crime because I will be all about my coffee. Um, and if as long as I get my coffee, no one suffers. So, Basically. I'm very excited. Um... Starbucks Japan launches its new coffee buying pen. I mean, if I have a sentient coffee providing machine, I'm very happy. Before um, you continue, Ichigo, I'm picturing you sitting there at your desk with your cup of coffee. You're inhaling the scent of how of the coffee, and you're having a sip, and you're drinking it, and you go, I think I'll have another. And you take your pen and you tap the machine and it just refills. I'm just picturing that, you know? Um, I, I do. I, I make my own carafe. Like, I don't go to Starbucks every day. But if I had something like this, I might be inclined to. So mm. it's a pen that lets you touch the pen and you can pay your coffee for your coffee without using cash or cards. Um, the 25th of the month is usually payday for most companies in Japan. And as soon as the Japanese language reporter Seiji Nakazawa received the compensation for his globe-trotting, ghost-hunting, and ruminating projects, he knew exactly what he wanted to buy. A pen. Not just any pen. And not a pineapple apple pen. Yeah. But a brand new Starbucks touch pen. Or Starbucks touch the pen. Um, it's for sale on Starbucks online shop for 40, or 4,000 yen, roughly 40 US dollars or $37. It's not the cheapest writing utensil around, but it boasts a stylish and sophisticated metallic design and it also writes smoothly and clearly. By nature being a collaborative effort between Starbucks and Tokyo-based pen maker Zebra, or Zebra. I know some people say Zebra, mm. some people say Zebra, so I'm gonna say it both ways. Not enough people know that Seiji has an amazingly nice penmanship, apparently, as the article highlights. Uh, but uh, the touch pen has more uh, than that to justify its price. Uh, besides the ink and the Starbucks logo, it also includes an RFID Felicia chip that you can use to make purchases at Starbucks locations across Japan. Um... When you take the pen out of its box, there's a sticker you peel off, and you'll find that the pen has a registration number and access code, and then you can charge it via Starbucks' website. Basically, you turn it into a card, uh, or like the app on your phone. You can use it that way, too. 
Um, alternatively, you can charge it at any register of any Starbucks branch. And uh, I misinterpreted this completely. I thought there was going to be like a little app on the pen that you could just order a coffee with it, but that's okay. <laughs> a woman from dream. Um, and so you can charge it with amount between $300 and $10 or 1,000 yen and 30,000 yen. And he ordered his Frappuccino. He tapped his pen to the reader, and just like that, he made his payment. Um, I feel like a lot of this is just uh, reinventing the way that we have RFID chips that you can scan. Um, like many banks in the States have been going to smaller cards, just like speed passes and stuff. I think it's an interesting uh, concept, but the implementation is lacking for me. I would rather just have a pen that I could shake like three times and a Starbucks would be delivered to me. But, you know, we dream. We coffee uh, dream. And as uh, Theo in the chat is letting me know, Canadians say Zed for zebra. So, Zed. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, it, uh, Mako-chan, Theo says give the cat a McRib. <laughs> uh, the cat is currently um, disappeared on me. I mean, Well, at least that cat is. Uh, no, both of the cats are gone. Okay. <laughs> so, how about this? The Starbucks pen with voice activation powered by Alexa. You, it, you hold the button down, like, Alexa, one frappuccino, please. And it yeah, does see, it, and then you tap it. I, <laughs> I mean, but not for nothing, I actually think that's a pretty good idea. Now, I wouldn't mind something like that. Starbucks, if I... hire me. Pay me money. I mean... <laughs> That would be kind of cool for normal purchases as well. I wouldn't mind because you know, because think about it. There are some places where you can where you have to tap your card and you still have to sign. That would be perfect. A pen like that, you know. Yeah, Alexa plays white noise for me because I'm very delicate flower and I love my rain sounds. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a really cool implementation, but. The RFID chip thing is one of those technologies that can be compromised. So I, I also see there being issues with this and the fact that it's on a pen. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely lose pens more often than I do cards that are in my wallet or apps on my phone. They have I special don't... things you can buy to attach to, called yeah, tile. You can use that I to. I would say this is this is a cool concept but it's not for me friend it is it's a cool con i i like i'm just saying for in retail that would be kind of a cool thing you know tap sign go about your day so yeah all right if it were in a oh if it were like uh metro cards in japan but it was like a magic wand i would be for that <laughs> do you have but your magic wand if I had a coffee magic wand, someone out there with a 3D printer in a dream, please, like, hook me up with an RFID. You need to make a design for a coffee magical girl. I I will. I'll you work on that. should. I'll do cosplay, maybe for ZenkaiCon next year. Yes. Y'all keep an eye out, and I'll debut my magical girl coffee latte. Ma Cafe ma latte ma magical percolating coffee itchigo. <laughs> but, yeah. Um... That sounds fun. Coffee time. And speaking of coffee time, which maybe I shouldn't put a brew a cup, I think it's time for us to get up on out of here. 
I'm actually ready for some sleep because I have tea time tomorrow and I cannot be late. I kind yeah, of... Yeah, I need a eight-hour nap. You always need an eight-hour nap. I, I need an eight-hour nap to recover from my eight-hour nap. Yes, I do. <laughs> Lord <laughs> Jesus. Agreed, Mako. Agreed. While Mako-chan prepares for her eight-hour nap, I just want to say, you know, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. We are here to believe you, and we are independent podcasters. We're, we're just fans, so we just here. We love what we do. That's why we come to you every week. Um... Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our podcast, our convention photos, uh, convention videos, anime reviews, cosplay uh, reviews, uh, not cosplay, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, anime talk, all that good stuff, and editorials. Um, if you go to our website now, we have a com- we have a basic summary version of the entire Vic Mignona debacle. So. Swing by, give it a read. I think you're going to enjoy it. That's all that at AnimeJamSession.com. Don't forget, you can take our podcast on go. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, Pocket Cast, any program, iHeartRadio, any program you use for downloading podcasts, search Anime Jam Session, and we come right up. Take a listen, leave a review. That would be really awesome of you if you did. That's another way you can find us and take us on the go. And don't forget, you can find us not just here on Twitch every week. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, youtube.com slash anime jam session, facebook.com slash anime jam session, twitter.com slash anime jam session. And I'd like to say to everyone who follows us on social media, thank you so much. We could not do the show without you. All right, so we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. I have a Damien. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I will see you guys next week for a small limited thing. And uh, this weekend coming up again is the uh, Pixel Jam at the Crooked Run Brewery. Definitely come by and see me there. Awesome. My last words, I'm going to probably watch some more Demon Slayer. And try not to eat another chocolate bar out of my fridge. I just need to enjoy the show. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. It'll be me, Ichigo, and Mako. So, let's get up on out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Night. Bye. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo, and good night, everyone. And there's the hand. That's it. We are out of here. Good night, y'all. has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. 
Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamane!